welcome to episode 531 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, whether you are playing it in spring, wherever spring is actually happening, uh-huh. or you're playing uh-huh. it in the endless winter, which we are experiencing in Minnesota, we are here for you. Yes, I'm one of your endless winter hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your endless winter hosts, Megan. Uh, you know, we're we're trudging through the final days. What we can only hope are the final days. They better be the final days of winter. <laughs> Also, you only called them the final days. So yeah, you're right. We're trudging through the final days. Trudging period. Through the End final of days. Maybe. But you know, we're gonna get there one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on today's episode, we're all gonna help you get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. Wherever you're going, we're hopefully there for you, sitting in your pocket and nesting in your ears like tiny little robins laying the first eggs of spring. We're like lift drivers for your life. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to talk about a few super exciting things on the episode today to get us all out of the winter doldrums. Yes. And we're one, gonna, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> and one of those things is Oathbreaker, the newest and yeah. coolest Magic the Gathering official format. That's right. We're having Judge Rob on to talk to us about Oathbreaker. We're going to have a really good time. What decks could you be playing right now? Yes. Right now, you could be Literally playing Literally, <laughs> at this moment, what decks could you be playing in Oathbreaker? Hey. Uh, it's super cool. A lot of people have been talking about it on Twitter, mm-hmm. so we wanted to help you out, get you jump-started in uh, Magic's newest official format. No, Maria, that's a different format. Oh, yeah. Jump-started. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get you Oathbreakered on want, Oathbreaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a story time. We're yeah. moving on to the next chapter. New Phyrexia story. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so before we do all that, um, crucial to what we were talking about at the top of the show, yes, which was winter and how long it's going to last here in Minnesota. Um, we had a patron challenge last week. Yes, we did. Uh, where I would melt a bucket of <laughs> snow in my sink for every new or upped pledge. Yes. So yes. thank you. Uh, <laughs> since that time, thank you so very much. You have forced Megan to you put. Have- Yes. Snow and her sink and melt it. Thank you so much to Ernesto, to Kit, to Austin, to Elliot, uh, t- to Nathan, to Jan, and to Jim, and to Z- Zoo. Yay! So much. Thank you all. I have so far melted five buckets of ice. <laughs> I need to add snow. It's very icy snow at this point. Let me tell you. Um, it was maybe I would call it semi-traumatizing. <laughs> Why you're doing a fit? You're ending winter. Okay, Maria, here's my question. (laughs) How long do you think it took five buckets of ice to melt in my sink? How, what is the temperature in your house? I would say that our kitchen is warm. Okay. Warm. Um, I'm going to say those are pretty big buckets. By the way, if you're a patron, you can check this out on discord. Yes. I haven't pushed, I haven't posted the videos yet because the file size is too large for discord, but you can see the buckets and the sink and the sink full of snow. Oh, you um, can send it to me. I bought a month of nitro. Oh, so I can right. upload it for you. Nice. I will. It was $2.99. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. Okay. So mm, well, those buckets were large was what I was yeah, trying to say. Five They're buckets. Five buckets. Very large. Warm I think kitchen. one bucket would take like, gosh, I feel like it would take a long time. Maybe like three to four hours. All right. What, what I, is it? It took four plus hours. Yeah. And I say that because do you know what? I, in fact, boiled some water and poured it on it to try and speed up the process. And it still took, I would say four and a half hours. Wow. Four and a half hours. That's science uh, happening live before your eyes. Wildly traumatizing. Also, I'm going to spoiler alert. The video you're just watching snow melt, man. what the video is but thank you all so much for truly there's a hole now in the snowbank out front of our home great there's a big hole in the snowbank you did and that you put that hole you there you did that you did it you helped end winter in yes. minnesota and for Just that a we're you're eternally grateful yes also this episode is yours yes it is um whether you upped your pledge or a new patron this episode is yours yep. claim whatever part of it you'd like yeah, we'd love to know in our Discord, our Discord. channel. Um, thank you. If you want to join our snow melting family, um, you can by going to patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Just takes a couple of minutes. Become a patron, get access to our Discord, as well as other great rewards, including ending s- winter faster here in Minneapolis. <laughs> 
Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. We love them. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF is the link to go to to get whatever you need for your magical life, be it supplies, be it singles, be it sealed product. Card Kingdom is just, um, in our opinion, the best place that you can go to buy this stuff. So great. They've got the best kind of like ethics in the game community. They've got the best customer service. They have the most awesome employees and a really easy website to use too. They're great. I love them. I got to sell some cards for store credit, get an extra bonus. Um, And and everybody who's interacted with them, who's found them through our show, says they love them. So that's why we feel so confident and proud. That um, you will love them, them also. Yes. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Hey, everybody. We've got Judge Rob in the house to talk Oathbreaker with us this episode. <laughs> yeah. yes. Hi, Rob. Hello. Uh, So what's the exciting news with Oathbreaker? So the exciting news with Oathbreaker is it is now an official format. (gasps) It is on the Wizards of the Coast website. They are supporting it. They don't plan to release products for it, but you never know. So (laughs) what does being an official magic format mean? Um, It means it's on the Wizards site. It's on the banner restricted list up there. It is going to have Wizards talk about it in official capacities. It'll probably show up in some sort of sanctioning things at some point in so exciting in um, your sanctioning tools. And uh, it'll probably show up more things like magic cons. You know, so, that's so exciting. We've yeah. had Rob here talking about Oathbreaker for a long time and it was unofficial every time, but you know what? This episode, we yes. made it official. It's we true. are the Oathbreaker the, hipsters. We were yes, there before we it was were. official. It's true. <laughs> um, I've been playing this format for a while. I have a, uh, I don't have as many Oathbreaker decks as I have Commander decks, but I have like 20. So how many, how many Commander Wait, decks how many do you Commander have? Decks do you have? <laughs> 57. Oh uh, my God. I, I, I like, I accidentally almost completed the every color combination challenge. I went through my decks recently and de- indexed them. Yeah. And I realized that I miss, I'm like missing out on four different four colors. So I built another four color. And so I have three four color combinations left. Wow. And that's Holy it. God. And someday you will have in the grand magic tradition, Caught them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that phrase from yep. magic. Yep. From magic. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. say that in magic. Uh, <laughs> Rob, um, if anybody out there is unfamiliar with Oathbreaker, uh, you're going to tell us how it works. Yeah. But before you do, I, I've noticed you've brought us a, a special treat. I did. I did. <gasps> wow. So we've talked about this. Yes. These are good cookies. <laughs> He's pointing at Numino's. I am pointing at Numino's. Yes, I, for, for those of you listening at home, <laughs> these are Numino's. These are good cookies. Uh-huh. These are Oreos. These are was, acceptable cookies. The, the, yeah, these are adequate. Consider cookies. your next words. Yeah, yeah these are these are these are cookies. Um, <laughs> oh, they are undoubtedly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I brought these brought these in. You can probably hear them crinkle in my microphone just yes. to, to make the, our audio friends angry at me. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna try some of these. Yes, because, because yeah. Rob on a previous episode asserted that Numino's yes. are superior to Oreos because they yeah. are. And you you've had them right, Megan. So you agree. Um, I have had I've had fig newmans, oh, yeah. which, which are, are better wildly superior to fig newtons. Fig newtons. Yes. Okay, and so I grabbed because they only had hint of mint at the store, and also because those are all very good cookies, anyways. I grabbed the mint new the okay, hint of so mint this numinos. Is official and the mint taste Oreos. test. All right, this yes. is that's an Oreo. Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> flew apart. Yeah. Well, that's getting they're, yeah. They're, getting they also have points. low structural integrity. <laughs> Did you know? Right. And Rob said every Newman product is better than the original. Well, version. it's better than the comparable. comparable. Oreos are the knockoff cookies, as a note. Hydrox yeah, were the original. Hydrox were the original. Yeah. So good point. Good point. Um, so we're going to now test Oreo versus Numino. Um, I have a, a Zoa Orange Zero Sugar Energy Drink to cleanse my palate between wow, really cookies. Gonna, <laughs> really going to help you out. <laughs> oh my god! But while we test these, Rob, would you explain to the Wait, nope. which one is this? Oh, you okay? Yeah, these are these oh, are, those are both numinos. Yes. What the good, yes. to the good people at home? What Oathbreaker is? So, Thank you. Oathbreaker. It's uh, it's a format that was designed by a bunch of friends of mine because they wanted to play multiplayer commander style stuff over like lunch breaks, which you can't play commander over a lunch break. Uh, so Oathbreaker is a sixty card singleton format. So it's smaller, more compact decks, more focused. Uh, instead of a legendary creature as your commander, you choose a an, a legendary planeswalker. Um, anything that says commander. So like if you have a card that says you can cast this as long as you control your commander, we'll count your Oathbreaker instead. They they all the rule all the word commander changes into Oathbreaker for that purpose. Um you get a legendary planeswalker as your commander, and then you get a signature spell to go along with your planeswalker. Um the color restrictions are just like commander. So if you are playing Calyx, Destiny's Hand, you can only play green and white cards. 
Um, it has its own banned and restricted list, which bans some of the fast mana from Commander. So Soul Ring, Mana Vault, uh, these are banned. Uh, the goal of the format is to be fast. Uh, games must end, but less explosive. So it's less like the person is who's playing Soul Ring is the arch enemy in the game because you don't have them. Um, it's designed to be multiplayer, though I've played a lot of 1v1 Oathbreaker as well, and it's perfectly fine. Um, <clears throat> you may or may not even cast your, your Oathbreaker over the course of the game. Like some decks just... They, they have it there just as an extra card. Yeah, just and, as something yeah. in, to do in case their, yep. their deck doesn't shape up. Yep, or they, they're strongly themed. Uh, we'll talk about a Nicole Bolas Dragon God deck that's Ooh, together. That uh, Have you ever delivered under evil? Every day, Rob. Every day, every day. Wake up and I'm delivering under evil, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> um, and... And uh, Oathbreaker is like the format of Magic Kids. Yeah, Magic uh, Kids. Yeah. Which is an organization that you work with a lot yep. um, and that we have been proud to know and talk about many times yep. on the show. Yes. Yeah, Magic, Magic Kids does basically stuff within youth groups that want to run Magic and any kind of charity stuff for Magic. So we, it, we ship out kits to people who want to run a youth organization like an after school club or a boys and girls club that has like a Magic component for, for kids. You get a free kit uh, just by requesting one. That's also featured on the Wizards website. Uh, we, we're at all of the big stuff. We're at uh, DreamHacks that have the regional championships. We're at Magic Cons that have um, that are just the hugest magic things that have pro tours and everything. And there's a giant Magic Kids booth there as well. Uh, we're going to be at Minneapolis, and it's going to be a bunch of the people who founded Magic Kids hanging out there at the booth yeah. this time. Because it's, it's right in our backyard. Minnes yeah, they're yeah. a Minnesota org. Yep, they're, they're based out of Rochester, uh, based a lot of Mayo Clinic people. And they want to give back to the community. And they want to ha help people have fun and build skills in kids. Because Magic makes you read a lot. And it makes you do a lot of math. Yeah. And I've been forced yes. to do more math in my life thanks to magic than ever before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely true. Okay, here's my question. Maria, do you believe that you have at this point in your life reached you have done more <laughs> yeah. math as a result of magic than you did in school? Of course. Like grand Not even math. close. Yeah. Not even remotely close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and and you learn things like you get into magic and you're just like, I'm just going to do sums a bunch, which helps like being able to do sums fast is helpful. But eventually you're to the point where it's like, I need to figure out what my odds of drawing cards on my deck are. And you're like, how do I figure this out? And you're like, hypogeometric distribution. Oh, cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of uh, some cool decks that you and other people have come up with yes. in Oathbreaker, as well as some decks that we're going to play in Oathbreaker yes. in an upcoming video. Yeah, yes. I'm really excited. But before yes. we do that, we've got to give yes, our we have to talk about this. Yeah, let's review these cookies. Verdict. Yeah. Oh, you didn't eat, eat both. I she had some I of each. Finished both. <laughs> oh, I'll be finishing these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a very conclusive opinion. Yes. Um, do you want me, me to go first? Yeah, tell yeah. me about your opinion. Okay, so great. I'm an Oreo fan. I like an Oreo. Um, I had this Newman. The cookie on the Numino is vastly superior to the cookie on it the is, Oreo. Yep. So superior. It's not even close, honestly. Yep. Um, we have the mint versions here. So I'll just say this. I think the mint in the traditional Oreo is better than the mint that's in the Numino, the flavor. But if I was to taste a normal Numino, I think it would, I would yeah. like it better than the Oreo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I grabbed mint because they were comparable. Yeah. The mint is much, much stronger in the Oreo, but it's also like you were saying that radioactive green. Yes, This is. is going to be mint. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I just had the same conclusion that like the Numino is like, oh, this is an actual chocolate cookie. The Oreo is like, this is a placeholder. <laughs> <laughs> this is where chocolate They're like, went uh, and like sneezed. Look, hey, put the idea of a chocolate cookie on either side, okay? Yeah. Yep. And Numen the Numino is, an, is a real cookie. Yes. Yep. Yes. This it's is a, It is thicker, everybody. Yes. If yeah. that doesn't sign you up, it's I don't so know much denser. It's dense. Yeah. It's so dense. And it tastes like it has actual cocoa powder in yes, it. Yes, it tastes exactly. like yeah. an actual chocolate cookie. Um, no, I mean, no hate on Oreos. I'll eat an Oreo. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, if now, between, if I were to purchase one or the other of these, I would purchase Numino's. Yeah. Like, I purchase weird Oreos. It turns out that the pistachio Oreos that they did were very good. Oh, actually. I never tried wow, those. That's surprising. Yeah, the, it, pistachio. Well, I love pistachio. So, like, I'm a skeptical. You do not see the shade that Rob just glanced at Megan with upon I've her never, pistachio. I felt like Rob was mad at me, but that's like the closest I've look. ever felt to like, you're angry at me? Look, look, they're nature's protein, okay? 
also they're a cookie filled or they're a they're a they're a nut that is filled with rage. You can't store them. Rage? Yeah, they they will burn down shipping containers if you store them wrong. Really? Yeah, they they spontaneously combust. Pistachios are angry, angry Uh, little. All right, hold on, I'm into them now. (laughs) They spontaneously combust. Yeah, Yeah, they spontaneously combust. I'm googling this. This is that's wild. Pistachio spontaneous. Combust. You know, I didn't spell it right, but Google will understand. It's, it's true. Pistachios can combust. You, you spelled all three of the words wrong, and Google corrected you to yes, they can combust. <laughs> the popular mid-afternoon treat. First of all, I have a really I have a problem with them telling me when this is supposed to be eaten. These are supposed to be eaten. I feel like you can eat pistachios a yeah, at any time. They're an anytime food. Uh, has the tendency to generate heat on its own if packed in large quantities due to its high levels of fat, 45 yep. to 55% and low water content. The fats in pistachios break down through reactions with the air as the nut decomposes and yep. they start on fire. Yep. <gasps> That's incredible. Yep. That's pretty amazing. Okay. True pistachio facts. New favorite nut, quite honestly, yep. from knowing that fact. <laughs> That's all the words we'll say about that. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's talk about Oathbreaker. Uh, yeah. Now an official thing. Um, what else did you want to say about it before we get into decks? Um, I just want to talk about how fun the format is. Like I, I built these decks and we got together and jammed them yesterday to make sure that I didn't make any egregious mistakes building them. And we played for like eight hours. Oh, great. <laughs> so meant to be played over lunch can be played for up to eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it, yep. If your Oathbreaker lasts more than four doctor. hours, uh, high five somebody. Yeah. yeah. So. The, the ones that I want to talk about. So do you want to talk about yours first? Sure, sure. Let's yeah, talk so let's about talk about Calyx here. So yes. I, I asked you, like, who do you want? Do you want Calyx as your Oathbreaker? And you mm-hmm. said, oh, yes, please. Yes, please. So uh, Calyx Destiny's Hand. Uh, Calyx is a Planeswalker. Uh, costs white, green, two for a legendary Planeswalker. Calyx starts with four loyalty. Plus one. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an enchantment card from among them and put that card into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Minus three, exile target creature or enchantment you don't control and uh, uh, until target enchantment you control leaves the battlefield. So you basically pick an enchantment and then it becomes an oblivion ring. Yeah, it's a little O-ring um, It's a little O-ring. Um, and then minus seven, return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Beautiful. I, I, I'm going to spoil. We played a bunch of this. Calyx never survived long enough to minus seven and he didn't want to. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, that's, <laughs> like, a, that's a long time to yeah, get there. It's, it, it was an ambitious, it's an ambitious ultimate. Plusing, plus uh, one on a four. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I just saw the first creature in the creature list. I've never heard of this creature, Maria. Look at how cute it I is. I know. It's so yeah. good. It's so cute. It's adorable. There's a bunch of cute things in this and I there's mean, a bunch of things that you just look, love anyways. enchantments and the creatures that care about them are inherently cute. It's just yeah. in their DNA. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, you can't help it. So Calyx uh, comes with a signature spell. Yeah, his signature spell is Retether, which is a sorcery for white and three. It says return each aura card from your graveyard to play. Only creatures can be enchanted this way. So it just it rebuys all the things in your graveyard. Yeah. You, so if you're you, worried about yeah. people, like the the drawback of auras is, of course, you're cashing yep. out. You're going all in on yep. something, and you might get. Uh, two for one, three for one, yeah. four for one, five for one, <laughs> six for one, whatever. Oh, the, the, the numbers go up. <laughs> if you're a bottle yes. player. Uh, so yeah, retailer just lets you get everything back and do it yep. again. Great. Yep. And yep. it's replayable, of course, because it's your signature spell, yep. so you can cast yep. it more just, than once. And just like a commander, um, your Oathbreaker and signature spell get a commander tax as you recast them. So your first retether is four. Your second one is six. If you need two retethers, it means the game has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it does sometimes happen. Um, if you need three, I don't, know if you can get out of the game but it usually just kills people yeah for casting retether in this deck um this Beautiful. this is just it, it's straightforward bogles um like it has a huge ton of enchantresses too um both to slot fill and because of the inherent drawback of auras so there's a lot of you know sram verduin enchantress mesa enchantress we're um, drawing cards as yes. we're playing our auras yep. so we're getting an added benefit besides yep. the benefit on the aura alone cards yep. like core spirit dancer which of course yep. is a boggles all-star yes sram himself as you mentioned is in this deck yep and plenty of incredible auras like yes. you know the goat ethereal armor yep. all that glitters ancestral <laughs> mask this is just yep. everything canopy i've cover. ever wanted I, I would argue canopy cover might be the best aura in this deck for the Ooh, deck okay wow. because it, it makes your creature unblockable and gives it hexproof like I, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, yep, that's, that's pretty pretty all you want out of an aura. Right. It, like, I don't want to think about yeah. blockers. And then, and then sometimes you want to just kind of take an extra turn. And so then you have bear Umbra, uh, which is, uh, Howard Leone did this. It's a great piece of art. And also it just untaps all your lands every time you attack. Hey, that sounds In good. Addition wow. to making your creature impossible to kill. Yep, yep. Cast more auras. 
I love it, Rob. Thank you so, so much for welcome. indulging my darkest desires. Um, um, yeah, I mean, games <laughs> must end, deck. and I agree with your assessment of like we should be attacking with giant creatures. Yeah, what, thank what's you. the problem? Yeah, here? games yep. must games must end. end. Wow. So that's my deck. What did uh, you create for Megan here? So for Megan, uh, Megan really loves Narset Transcendent. I do. Yes, Narset Transcendent is blue white two for a Narset Planeswalker. It starts with six loyalty, which is quite a bit. Uh, plus one to look at the top card of your library. If it's a non-creature, non-land card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. Minus two for when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell from your hand this turn, it gains rebound. And rebound means that um, it gets exiled as it resolves, and then it, it, on your next upkeep, it gets cast again. So it lets you double cast any resources and sorceries. That seems unfair. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and it has minus nine. You get an emblem with your opponents can't cast non-creature spells. Um, I genuinely have no idea if this deck could even make the, like, like, you know, it ruins my deck. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, it ruins your deck. The the thing is that Narset. I'm going to combine the inside of the Numino with the outside of, I mean, what am I trying to say? Just going to stack random things together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Narset, Narset is super, super cool. I I understand why you love her. Uh, her plus one needs a lot of help. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say that straight up. So I put a bunch of cantrips in here. Amazing. Um, so there, there's Brainstorm, there's Ponder, there's Portent. Whoa. There's uh, a, a lot. This combo is OP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the mint of the Oreo with the cookie of the Numino. That's real good. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So if you want if you want to cast a lot of spells that like look at the top of your library and draw a card, uh, this deck will do that a lot. Yes. And you're um, running Thing in the Ice, Megan, yeah. so there you go. There's Thing in the Ice. I, I uh, love me a Thing in the Ice. The signature spell for Narset here, I picked Narset's Reversal because it has Narset in the name and also it's actually wacky good with her. Yeah. It's blue-blue for an instant. Copy target instant or sorcery spell, then return it to its owner's hand. You may choose new targets for the copy. So the, the trick is you cast your spell on your turn or you, you have Narset, you minus two Narset, you cast a spell three bound, it goes away and rebounds. On your next upkeep, it comes back with rebound. You Narset's Reversal it. Returning it to your hand, yeah, and then so that you can cast it. And if you still have Narset at that point, which you do because you were casting your signature spell, you get to minus two and rebound it again. Nice. So um, notably, this is pretty cool with uh, Baral's expertise, which is return up to three target artifacts under creatures to their owner's hands, and then you may cast a card with. Can mana cost four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost? I'm so ready for this battle. So, I'm very, I'm very, very yeah. ready. This um, is really it, cool. Yeah. And you, like, you have, it's tricky to close games at this library. You're basically going to be playing, like, Kefnet the Mindful or Octavia Living Thesis. Have you seen Octavia Living Thesis before? I just looked at it now. Um, I She says Ward 8, but I don't know if, I've never seen anybody target her with anything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is a strict saving card, right? Yeah, this is a strict saving commander card. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> it has Magecraft. Um, it, it gives things base power and toughness 8-8 eight, eight for its Magecraft trigger. Sick. It costs eight mana less to cast if you eight or more instant inner sorcery <laughs> cards in your graveyard. Don't let Megan F around in this game forever and cast blue, this blue. dumb card. Oh, this, is, this, blue, is, blue. this is not forever. I don't know if you've ever like seen a, a deck that has like 10 cantrips. Okay, you're This right. is like turn four. Like, I, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, just just in my experience, we tried this out. And I was like, I don't know, Octavia. And everybody's like, oh, oh this is, all lose. right, cool. Uh, also, I love me a little Kefnet the Mindful. Yep. Like a big old undis- indestructible burb. And I yep. always want seven cards in my hand anyways. All right. Yep. And you, you'll generally be able to do that. Yep. Um, I don't wow. know if you ever cast Void Mage Husher, by the way. No. Uh, Void Mage Husher looks like a really terrible creature. Uh, it's a 2-2 two, two for blue and three with flash. And it when it enters the battlefield, counter target activated ability. And whenever you cast a spell, you may return it to its owner's hand. Wow. And so the reason that this is pretty reasonable is it counters Planeswalker abilities. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I definitely have like... That seems good in Oathbreaker. In Oathbreaker? Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's pretty good. You're sitting there and I'm like, I definitely had... Had Eric, he was like, "All right, Nicole Bolas, Planeswalker. I'm going to take that creature." And I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> He's like, "But, but that creature is a bogle with, like, <laughs> with like, life like, or with like spirit like, or with life like." And he's like, I need to gain a bunch of life. And I'm like, I understand. I have a plan for that bogle. The plan is not for you to have it because you can interact with me. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, well, that was like a time walk. <laughs> Your turn. All right. Like a time walk has been called. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Terrified of Megan with this deck. Yeah, it's it's going to be very fun. I'm um, very excited. 
Uh, I am playing Arlen the Pax Hope. She's great. We She's, are big Arlen fans. Yeah, on Good Luck High Five. I'm playing the. So I'm playing Arlen in the library and Arlen in the in the um, Oathbreaker zone in the command zone. Um, I, so I have both Arlens. I don't know if it's right to be playing the Pax Hope as the Oathbreaker. So she is. Uh, green, red, two for a planeswalker Arlen. She's day bound. So she has a B side cause she's day bound, night bound. And at, uh, her plus one, she's like an LP from your she's favorite like, artist. Yeah, she's like an LP from your from favorite artist. Her B side's not terribly good. Um, her A side is quite it's okay. Great. Those are yes. singles are not good, yeah. you guys, and it's okay. Yeah, um, that's our, a lot of songs you have to write. Okay, let them off the hook. Yeah. Well, the, the original Arlen, Arlen Cord, her A side and B side are both incredible. I've used every one of her abilities in like competitive games to win <laughs> matches. She's great. Uh, I kept having people in Shadows over Innistrad remastered have this card in draft against me. She's pretty good I'm, and limited. Like she's she, very good. Like in limited. She starts at four loyalty. Her plus one is until your next turn. You may cast creature spells as though they had flash and each creature you control enters the battlefield with additional plus one plus one counter on it. Oh, I was talking Arlen Cord. Oh, Arlen Cord. Oh yeah. Arlen that, Cord's a house. In, in limited. She, oh. she, she gives haste and vigilance and trample and like everything and, and like, lightning bolts, things and lightning bolts, things and you know, Anyway, sorry. tokens, yeah. yes. Arlen the uh, Arlen Paxo. Yeah. Her, her other abilities are on her front face is minus three. Create two, two, two green wolf creature tokens. Okay. I, if you're minus threeing her, I think that there's something that's gone a little wrong. Um, like it looks like she makes two tokens. She makes four power, four power with the creatures for four mana, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But her plus one lets you actually like do the werewolf thing. Uh, one of the things in multiplayer is that werewolves are kind of bad. Uh, yeah. Because you're just stuck on the front face all the time. Um, it's hard to keep it keep it night. Um, and it's hard to transform your old Innistrad werewolves as well. Yeah. Arlen lets you play Arlen and then plus one and then just never play on your own turn again. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason that I have her as the Oathbreaker. Because even though she's less powerful, she fits the deck's plan better. Um, the Her signature spell that I have is Moon Mist. Yeah, which is, is a very weird magic card. Uh, green in one instant, transform all humans. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by creatures other than werewolves and wolves. I had this in draft mm-hmm. the other yeah. day. This was in, in the packs. Yeah, uh, in the in the new Innistrad Remastered, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Moonmist is very powerful. Um, what it doesn't do is it doesn't transform your daybound, nightbound werewolves because they can only transform when it's daybound, nightbound. Mm-hmm. Um, what it does, right. what it does transform is a bunch of other quality ones and it just like buys you a turn and protects Arlen, which is pretty important. If you play Arlen at six mana, you can plus her past the turn and then you might have a two drop with flash or you might have moon mist in your hand and then somebody will try to kill her inevitably. And then you'll be like, all right, fine. I'll moon mist and save my planeswalker. Um, and the moon mist is fairly cheap. It's only yeah. two mana. So, yeah, it's, it, it, so you'll be able to cast it multiple yeah. times over the course of the game. Um, what I found is that the most important card in this library is actually Immerwolf, weirdly enough. Um, so Immerwolf is a werewolf from, it's a werewolf from, um, Avacyn Restored. Avacyn Restored, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is, so it's, um, green, red one for a two, two wolf with intimidate other wolf and werewolf creatures you control get plus one, plus one. That has a lot of Lords. And it also says non-human werewolves you control can't transform. So while Immerwolf's on the battlefield, all of your werewolves can't turn back into humans. That's very powerful. It's very powerful. And this actually does work with the daybound nightbound werewolves. Okay. So it will hold the, if it turns into day, they'll stay on their night side because they can't transform back to daybound. Mm -hmm. As soon as Immerwolf stops being on the battlefield, they'll immediately revert to being daybound. Okay. Interesting. um, Flashing an Immerwolf like on somebody else's turn is very good because you can pass the turn make it night and then flash Immerwolf under Arlen and then lock your creatures on the, on the good side. Right. Jeez. Which That's is, cool. Which allows you to to actually win the game with a bunch of surprise werewolves that they thought they're like, oh, those are all like two twos that don't do anything. And I'm like, no, they're actually four fours that don't do anything. But <laughs> but, but they but, attack good. Yes, they but. attack much better now. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh the like it's got just a bunch of bunch of fun stuff, a bunch of like reasonable instance, beast fin, lightning bolt kind of stuff. Um it's got the Celestis as another way to make it night by surprise. It's a very cool deck. Yeah. Night by surprise. It, it, I, so I simultaneously really love it because I love Arlen Court. She, it, it, she and um, Kira are my two favorite Planeswalkers. But it's also really kind of tinkery to play. Kind of annoying because you have to track day night and also these other werewolves that change 
that transform un- under different condition than they sure, did. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. So you have to like pay attention to every spell everybody's casting and be like, all right, you cast two spells on my turn, and that means that this werewolf transforms, but I didn't cast any spells on my turn, so it's so it's going to be night. And so like- <laughs> Some people are into that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's fun, uh, but like it's not, it's not like a cool, chill, like sure. I'm just going to make a giant bogle and attack yeah, kind of deck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Eric put together uh, Nicole Bolas, Elder Dragon Guy. So Eric is, is another player that we're yeah. going to be playing with this in this video, by the yeah, way. He's yeah, he's a judge friend of mine, judges a lot of local events, runs a lot of, uh, runs a lot of like RCQs and just loves to play multiplayer stuff. We jam Great. all the time. And so I respect he, this choice also. Yes. Um, uh, I've also played with him on Team Trio's teams a couple of times. He likes Legacy. And so he like, I see. Yeah. It's nice to have someone. <laughs> it's nice to have a legacy person. Well, also like it, he, he plays a legacy deck that just has Tundra's in it. I know everything I need to know. Great. It's his only valuable card. It's so it's because it, it's blue, white uh, robots. So, yeah. uh, so Nicole Bolas, Dragon God is red, black, 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 blue for a four loyalty legendary planeswalker Bolas. This is the one from war of the spark. So it has the static ability. Nicole Bolas, Dragon God has all loyalty abilities of all other planeswalkers on the battlefield. Quite mean. That this seems is quite, quite rude. like an oath-breaking breaker. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> His loyalty ability is just so much better than all the other ones. <laughs> How you know dare what? you? It is true How that that line of text, you? even in like standard or other formats where this dragon gets played, it's often like, well, I could do your thing, but why would I when yeah. I can do my own thing? The, the reason that he has, the reason that it matters is because it's got Nicole Bolas Planeswalker, the original Planeswalker in his, in this oh, okay. library, and that has a plus three. It doesn't matter what it does, but it's a plus but three. But it makes, it, it, yes. go, it go up. Yes. And so Nicole Bolas's normal loyalty abilities are plus one. You draw a card. Each opponent exiles a card from their hand or a permanent they control. Minus three, destroy target creature or Planeswalker. Minus eight. Each opponent who doesn't control a legendary creature or planeswalker loses the game. Um, that one is actually achievable. Oh, that's, okay. That's, like yeah. I said, because you can plus three with original Nicole Bolas planeswalker. Oh, sure. And then um, you can actually climb up. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's not impossible. I, I during one of our test games, Eric definitely it definitely killed the Bogles deck with. Um, I'll get revenge today. Yeah, yeah wow. you will. Uh, and so the signature spell for this is the very excellent illustrated Deliver Unto Evil. Um, this is black and two for a sorcery. Choose up to four target cards in your graveyard. If you control the Bolus Planeswalker, return those cards to your hand. Otherwise, an opponent chooses two of them. Leave the chosen cards in your graveyard and put the rest into your hand. And then it exiles deliver unto evil, but that means it goes back to the command zone, which yeah. is all that you were doing anyways. This, and do you know what? If you're casting this, you do control a bolus planeswalker. Yeah. They can kill the bolus planeswalker in response, so you only get two cards. Yeah. Um, that's not impossible. Wow. But they probably wanted to Bad kill it before time. he yeah. tried to cast deliver unto evil, honestly. Um Oh, this has some this has some real bangers in it. Yeah. The locust god. Yep. Hello, friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it plays a lot of mana rocks because it counts on Deliver Under Evil to rebuy it having a bunch of cards. I'm scared. Um, yeah. I'm in this is the, this is the villain deck, obviously. <laughs> wow. It, it like it it plays it plays Terminate, it plays Dreadbore, it plays all sorts of low mana value things. It amasses a lot. So that's oh, its yeah. its trade-off is that it plays a bunch of like Aven Eternal, Gleaming Overseer, pretty pretty medium cards yeah. that amass because it's thematic to War of the Spark. Uh, but uh, then sometimes it casts widespread brutality like every other turn for like, and so it just suppresses away the board. I see. Your goal is to kill is it before he becomes too evil. Okay. <laughs> so On it. Everyone knows that with time, it become more evil. Yeah. 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 That's it, it, you either, you either die a hero or live long enough to become Nicole Bolas. <laughs> that is the famous quote. Mm-hmm. Very famous. So, like, these are the ones that we're going to be playing. The Oathbreaker community had a whole bunch of really good ones that they, uh, that when I was like, hey, what decks do people love that are really cool? Uh, yeah, like, tell us some. Yeah, Chandra Acolyte of Flame, uh, which just, like, sets people on fire. Um, it plays Flame Rift as its signature spell, which is just four damage to each player. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I mean, you're, you're on 20 life, so. Yeah, you're on 20 I life in Oathbreaker. It. There's no commander yeah. damage. Uh, Flame Rift is like commander damage. It ends games pretty quick. Yeah. Um. Like I have Kira Beam, Behemoth Beckoner stamp deck. This person had a Kira Behemoth Beckoner like regular deck. I um, almost asked about making a Kira Behemoth Beckoner deck. She's very fun. Yeah. She she ramps. She draws you cards. She starts with unlimited loyalty because she starts at seven. Yeah. Um. She this this one that this person pitched is a uses flash, which is put a creature card from your hand out of the battlefield, pay its cost reduced by two, 
and if you don't sacrifice it, that's really um, cool. And so the only creature in the library that was world spine worm. <laughs> and so the deck is just in a hunt for world spine worm. <laughs> and it's oh, very funny. Cute. Love you're, that. You're just going on safari for world spine worm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that's like it's playing the, the fairest flash you will ever see, which except that you're making three five fives. So like it's, it's not that fair. Oh, that's cute. Um, Another pitch was Lord Wingrace. Uh, you know the look at the kitties that is so great. Yeah, Lord Wingrace. The look at the kitties. Uh, this Lord Wingrace signature spell was Scape Shift. Uh, I believe you killed me in a P PTQ with this once. With Scape Shift? Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, sounds like uh, something I would that do. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, you were playing Titan Shift, and I, yes. it, I was like, "All right, I'm going to blow up your lands." And you're like. I'm in. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Great. Uh, Bring it. So yeah, the, this deck also features Orcish Lumberjack, which is just one of my favorite silly cards of all time. What is this? Yeah. Oh my God, I've never seen it before. Yeah, it, it sacrifices your forest to make mana. It like turns your forest into darker tools. It's very funny. Oh, okay. That's a great <laughs> card. Um, so, uh, and um, Squandered Resources and uh, Titania Protector of Argoth. Like it's just fun cards. Yeah. Um, Another one, uh, this this one is, I, I had to mention it because it's just a great pun. It's, uh, it, so you know, that the, the printed the Dracula cards that have the alternate names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this is called Dr. Acula's Without Borders. Um, it's all <laughs> extended art cards. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for this yes. deck. And so the, yeah, it's just Dracula themed cards, vampires, and they're all extended art cards oh, that are all borderless. That's great. Uh, it's very, it like, it also looks like a very reasonable deck, but I was like, look, I would play this deck just for the joke just and see if anybody got it. We have to have an Oathbreaker video at some point that's only, that's like bits. It, yeah. it's, it's bits yeah. decks. Yeah, you could, you could just, you could, and you can commit to the bit because it's fairly small. Um, yeah. And so like, there's good, there's other good ones. There's like, there's like, all the Karns are actually pretty fun. Um, the Venser, the Sojourner cloud shift deck that somebody shipped is pretty great. Um, Sahili Sublime Artificer, who is the, the is she the bad Sahili in this format? I never remember. Uh, the six mana Sahili is the really good one. Um, the Thoughtcast is the signature spell for that. Um, I didn't take any of the Teferi Time Raveler decks I looked at because I think that Teferi Time Raveler is a deep mistake and I don't want to play him. Um, deep and I, I also looked at Teferi and I was like, this is too mean and I won't participate. I, see, so, <laughs> I mean, like you have to think about rule zero, right? With commander, yeah. think about Oathbreaker yeah, too. It, yeah, and it, like playing powerful cards is fine. Like the the Nicole Bolas deck is playing a bunch of powerful cards. I don't have a pro problem with powerful cards. I think that like Teferi's a mistake. All of the curse walkers are mistakes and companions are mistakes. Like <laughs> I, sometimes I have to play them in order to be competitive, but like yeah. there's a difference between playing them in competitive formats and having fun with my friends. Do you yeah. say all the curse walkers? <laughs> yeah. The planeswalkers like Teferi, like Karn that hurt your opponent. Oh, gotcha. Uh, the, yeah. So there, there's, there's uh, Narset. Um, yeah. The ones that like Me have a static. Narset. Well, yeah, they, the they have a static. static they have a static that punishes your opponent. Yes. Yeah. Statics that benefit you, like the uh, like the Kiora one, mm -hmm. I think are great. They're very fun. Um, but statics that your opponent has to track and then make their li life worse for you having a planeswalker. Mm, yeah. I'm not such a huge fan. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. And so. Um, there's, there's all sorts of these. There's, you know, you can pick two thematic spells and then build an interesting deck that happens to be able to play them. I've got all creatures, uh, uh, Vivian on the hunt deck. That's pretty fun. Like great. Yeah. There's a fun, bunch of fun things. And, you and get, it's get, very like, it's so wide open right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're the brewing. I've seen yep. people doing there. People are excited about this. Yeah. And just like in commander, there's a variety of like ways that you can play, right? CDH is fun. If everybody's playing CDH, right? I don't know if you've played much CDH, but like you get to play like legacy level stuff. Right. This is very similar. You get to play legacy and vintage level stuff. And as, as long as everybody's buying in and like nobody's like playing a deck that costs $15, you're doing good. Like nice. But so if people are like this deck, this format's broken, like the really, really broken stuff, the, the committee is pretty good about banning. And if you have a proof of concept deck, that's like this deck is crazy. I've tested it, beat up everybody in every game, everybody game everybody I played in every game we played, they'll take a look at it, copy the deck and then beat people up at their lunch with it. They play it every day. So, Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, they'll, they'll totally, yeah. I'll do it. Like we'll, we'll sit down and figure it out. Like expropriate is banned in this format, which isn't necessarily obviously crazy, but it wins the game every time you cast it. Yeah. So, it, and Great. deterministically, and it makes your opponent angry because it's process of winning the game is like taking infinite turns and taking all their lands. That's rude. It's no good. <laughs> Well, so. it seems like a very exciting space for everybody to play in, in uh, around now because it's now official. 
It's on the yes. Magic website. Yes. You can get to Magic Kids information through the Magic yep. website as well, which is awesome. If you're interested in setting up a play group in your area nor somebody who is and want a free kit. Um, I am excited to make some decks and play some decks. Yes. So yeah. the decks we talked about on the show today, we're making a video. We're filming it right after this, everybody. Yes. So watch our uh, social media accounts and uh, you know subscribe to our feed at youtube.com slash goodluckhigh5 yeah. to see when that goes live because I'm very excited to see it's what happens yeah. and how brutally I'm going to kill the Nicol Bolas player. That's wow. very reasonable. The, the early game interaction is determine whether or not Bogles gets to keep any permanents. <laughs> Because you if you get to keep permanence, then you're you're a real real threat. You haven't you haven't even met him yet, but yep. you're already machinating his death. Yep. And, and Eric will understand. Eric will go, well, yeah, of course I'm the villain. I built a Nicole Bolas deck. What do you think? Great. Everybody, it's time for a new chapter of story time with Megan. That's right. Maria. What? We are on new Phyrexia. Brothers War is behind us. Brothers War is behind us. We are back in the present day. Okay. Wow. That was a lot of time in the past. Yes, it was a lot of time in the past. I started to get a nosebleed. <laughs> From being in the past? <laughs> From being in the past too long. You know, I've just got to feel like it does mess with you physically. Yeah. We talked about this last week. Yeah. I thought about Primer a lot. If y'all haven't seen Primer, watch Primer. You can thank me later. You won't understand what's happening, but you will enjoy the experience. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. So... We are we are traveling to New Phyrexia with a team of planeswalkers, right? Who are yes. going there with like a strike team to try and blow the place up. And they've got the the new Silex they made. Yes. They don't know where the on. Like, they don't know the on. They still they, they know have, the they have a really <laughs> ambiguous on button. Right. They're like it's There's on a really here, nebulous but we picture. Don't on know if we're button. supposed to press it if it's like a like, switch. No, it's, it's the right person with the right feelings <laughs> to push the button. Okay. So weird. Uh, so yeah, here they are on New Phyrexia. But it turns out that unfortunately they traveled to Phyrexia and Elishnor knew. She <gasps> knew and was expecting she them, knew. Maria. So there's some kind of like we we arrive there with Cato the Wanderer and Nahiri. Okay. Right? They all end up landing together on like a weird like Cato gets there and he feels like they hit like a wall when they try and go through onto the plane, right? He like hits a weird electrostatic wall and like fades out of consciousness. And when he wakes weird. up, he's like, oh, look at this beautiful beach that I'm on. I'm on this like really beautiful beach. There's nothing wrong on this beach. Oh, it's a, Isn't mir this it's a beach mirage nice? situation. It's like more than a mirage. It's like in his head, right? Oh, weird. He's like, look Brain at this mirage. beautiful. There's nothing I need to do on this beach except like relax and be one with the I beautiful see. warm he got sand. a massage with cbd oil like, here's the ocean what a nice <laughs> new phyrexia is a nice place and then the wanderer is like snap out of it you buckle and slaps him across the face <laughs> oh, i was gonna say snap out yeah, of it she literally like she shakes him and is him. like snap out of it and great slaps him now that's a friendship for the ages and he's like i don't want to my dream is pretty and nice um yeah. but then he wakes up and Sorry, it turns buddy. out that the sand is like actually weird new phyrexia metallic sand that's trying to eat him. Oh, well. Bad times. Sometimes I feel like the sand that gets in my swimsuit's trying to eat me. And then the wanderer is like, oh, unfortunately, the wall that they hit is interfering with her ability to connect and resonate with the plane. So she's like flickering in and out of existence, you oh, know, yeah, as the wanderer she does. Doesn't, her spark exactly. is unstable. Unstable. And so she's like having trouble stabilizing on the plane, but she's like, Kato, wake up. And he looks around and he's like, actually, this place is not a nice beach. Yeah, no. It is It is a spooky, like, it is like flat and sandy, but unfortunately the sand is weird metallic sand that wants to bite you. Okay. Um, and then Nahiri is um, like fighting this giant, weird tentacled, like blister zoa thing, right? It's like yeah. a big, like Floating squid with lots of arms. Squid. Um, and the Wanderer and Kato are like, dang, look at Nahiri take that thing down. Because Nahiri does. Nahiri just like lithomances, you know, like stone and metal and stuff and just like, like, like takes the whole thing down. Like encases it in case it like takes it. Yeah. Like she like uses all of the metallic sand, sand to grab it and pull it down. And then she stabs it with her giant stone sword. Sick. It is pretty sick. But do you know what? Nahiri got a cut fighting that thing. Oh, no. But it's not a problem. It's going to be totally I'm fine. Sure I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's don't totally worry cool about and it. fine. Don't yep. worry about it. Yep. Nahiri got cut fighting a weird Phyrexian, <laughs> but don't worry. It was a shallow cut. No big deal. Oh, boy. Um. So anyways, 
they like they all pull themselves together and they're like, oh no, we have to go find the other planeswalkers. We were all trying to go to the furnace level. I forget <laughs> the furnace something. Yeah, the, the uh, part because Urobrasks the, level. The plane, the planet is like sliced like it's an like onion. A bunch, yeah, it's a bunch of spheres. Layers. Yeah, spheres. Yeah. That's so what they're it on is. a top sphere where they can see the five suns, but they're not nice. They're all like obscured and muddied. <laughs> By all this weird metal sand. So they walk for a long time. They walk and they walk. And then they're like, whoa, what's that weird statue thing up there? And it turns out that the weird statue thing is Tyvar, who did the thing where he turned himself into, like, stone because he was being attacked. He was being attacked <laughs> by Phyrexians, right? That's like a, a bunch of ability. weird of them. And then they like are an like, armadillo. so what they see is they're like, look at that weird elf statue. What the heck's going on with that and all those tentacles? Oh. And then they start fighting all the tentacles. And then the statue falls. And then Tyvar become become. <laughs> You know, oh, hey, regular I elf was in again. here. Elf, and he's Inside like, Inside my hard oh. candy shell. At first, he's like, I'm gonna fight you because it, they don't all know each other. And then they're like, No, we're all here to do the same thing. We're Take cool? down the Are Phyrexians. You cool? And Tyvar's like, My bad, I'm cool. Um, <laughs> let's keep going. So they keep trudging, and then they finally meet Malira, who's uh, one of the leaders of the Mirren resistance okay. on New Phyrexia. And they're all on this outer shell. She's like, oh, this is the monumental facade, right? This is an outside shell. Uh, the, the, uh, the color on the M&M. Yeah, yes. The is, we're green, on the color of on course. The M&M. Yes. Um, and she's like, okay, now we're all going to go down to the next level. And she just like bangs her stick on the, on a like on a crumbly part of the facade and they all fall through. And she's like, Nahiri, you're a lithomancer, right? And Nahiri's like, yeah. And she's like, better save us. And so Nahiri oh, slows like that's the funny. chunk of earth that they're on. And they're like, we could have died. And Valera's like, if you died doing this, you were screwed anyway. So, yeah. so I decided so to take you know a what? chance. I decided that we were all going to fall to our death right now, or you would save wow. us and we'll die sometime later on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It is. Um, at this point, they run into Malira and the, and the Wanda unfortunately phases out right she like oh, she yeah. she travels away Bye. she can no longer um she's like a fuzzy yeah. tv station exactly and they, they lost it they lost the reception for a little bit they lost her reception yes. and malira is like trying to they were like oh the phyrexians built this shell over miradin um mm-hmm. to to block out our vision of like our sight of our sons you know um and so we're now we're on the next layer down, which is what's la- what they call Mirex, which was Miradin. And she's like really insulting. They don't even call it Miradin. And also, obviously, nothing grows here. It's just like a wasteland because yeah. you put a shell over it. Because you put a shell. And Cato looks around and is like, yeah, this place is an awful thing to do to a planet slash people. I wish I was still on the beach. So there you go. Yes. Where's that nice beach I was on? Um, and Malira's like, okay, now we're going to go into these weird tunnels where gravity is flipped around. So... The, to get to the, <laughs> this is what happened, Maria. Okay. So they were on like the shell level and to get from shell onto Mirex, they fall through a hole. Okay. And to get from Mirex to the next, the furnace, I for, keep forgetting. Sphere. The furnace sphere, um, where you're going to go in a tunnel, right? Where the tunnel goes vertically down. But when you stand in the tunnel, your gravity is like the other way. So you can walk along the tunnel. This is some Willy Wonka The tunnel goes down, but you can walk along the side of the tunnel. The gravity goes that way. So you walk down to the next level. Wow. Pretty sick, right? That's cool. And as they're walking, Nahiri's like, I feel weird. Well, yeah. Nahiri feels weird. And she like touches the spot where her, the bandage is. And she's like, oh yeah, there's like, I'm, there's Phyrexia there. Like she got Phyrexian oil. She feels creeping. Yep. And she feels it. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm infected. That's a death sentence, right? She's like, there's no coming back from this. She doesn't ask Malira if she could cure her, which would maybe be a good idea. Malira is like a healer, but she's like, nope, not asking any questions. So she doesn't tell anybody. She doesn't tell anybody. She's like, what are they going to do? People. They would fight me. And you know what? I would fight them back because I don't want to die, even though I'm a Phyrexian. So she just keeps going. And she's like, this is a... This sucks. Anyways. Anyways, here we are. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, yeah, this is like, it's best. She's like, it's best that I help them get as far as they possibly can. Um, and then, you know, eventually I'll, I'll transform and Phyrexian and die. Yeah. She thinks she'll, she Phyrexian and die. Sad. I know. Nahiri. I like Nahiri. Also, Kato is, and the Wanderer are impressed with Nahiri. They're like, dang. Girl can fight. Yeah. Which we know. Dang, girl can fight. Hashtag Nahiri did nothing wrong. (laughs) Saved us from falling down a hole into a pit of nothingness. Exactly. Nahiri's great. Um, 
So yeah, they're now going down to why can I not remember? I sphere. know sphere, but no, it's the it's called the furnace something. The furnace, the great furnace, uh, the big time furnace, the furnace party room, the furnace, the rumpus room. Part, yeah. The- okay. Anyways. <laughs> so now they're going down to furnace level zero. Oh, just, they are just calling it the furnace layer. Never okay. mind. All right. They're going down to the furnace layer. Um, back the wanderer re travels to new Phyrexia, but she only like, she only arrives at the Mirren camp on the surface level where she had, they had met Malira. Okay. And at this point, right, the Malira found them. So the camp is completely scraped away and gone. And the wanderer is like, I can't find them. Um, I don't know where they are. And she's like, I could have warned them. They have no idea what they're walking into. The wanderer, (gasps) I think might know that this is a trap, but we don't know. Um, and she's like, well, uh, I have to, I have to go because that's the way my spark works. Um, so we know that there is something that the wanderer wanted to tell them. Nahiri oh, no. is on her way to being Phyrexian, unfortunately. Sad times. Oh. Um, yeah, and Tyvar and Kato and Malira um, and soon-to-be Phyrexian Nahiri are making their way down to the furnace layer where hopefully they'll be able to meet up with the other planeswalkers. But will they? Seems like that plan's already having a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> The best laid plans often go wrong on New Phyrexia. Yes. No matter how you try, how how planning, planning, planning you do. Um, anyway, wow, that was pretty there intense. You go. Um story time. Story time. New Phyrexia. Yeah. We can get into chapter two next week. What's happening on New Phyrexia? Let's do it. We need to find out. Will they explode it? Wow, something tells me no. <laughs> I've got a feeling I don't know if they're ever gonna figure out that feeling. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Hey, everybody, that's this episode. Thank you to Judge Rob for coming and explaining Oathbreaker to us. Yes. Some cool new cards and stuff. And hopefully that's got your brain brewing on yeah. what kind of things you could build in the new format. Um, hopefully you are also, you know, really mad about Nahiri's imminent, tra- tra- you know, yeah, um, move to Phyrexia. Spooky. Bad times. I'm still thinking about that sand, man. Her, her soon Phyrexianization. I was like, what do they call it? This Phyrexianization. Bad times. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to be back next week with more story time with Megan, um, March of the Machine Lots spoilers. Lots of March of the Machine to talk about. Yes, they're so starting, much. um, this week, everybody. Yeah. So our preview is going to be on April 1st, which is a Saturday. So you're going to have to be on the tweet tweets, the bird site to find out what our uh, preview card is, which it's really good. Yeah. I think it's awesome. So I'm really excited to show it to you all. So follow us on Twitter at GLH of magic. If you want to so. see that or on Instagram or Insta, let's we'll put it over it, there. We'll I was saying, you're like, no, thank you. I respect. If to Twitter, I respect that. We'll it also is put it over slowly on decaying over there. It is. <laughs> its functionality <laughs> is going is downhill. Questionable. Uh, yeah, we'll put it on Insta too, so you can check that out. Uh, and then we'll uh, talk about all the new cards because March of the Machine um, is creeping up on us. Comes yeah. out April twenty first, global Whoa. release, and of course a pre release before that. Yeah. My gosh. So, so much happening at such a quick pace, everybody. And we'll see you back here for it all yeah. next week. Thank you so much again to all of our new patrons. Yeah. For all of the work that you are doing personally uh, mm. to fight winter. You are doing God's work. Yes. Literally. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it should be God's job. It's their <laughs> job to melt the snow. But are they doing it? No. No. <laughs> no. So there you are filling in. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>